Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Over Mountains, the podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and direction for the dreams that you envision. I am your hostess, Tanya Sanders Flores, and we are back with season three, episode two. And we are going to follow up with what we discussed last week and continue on that because as I said then, I think it's really important for us to do an internal examination because only then will we manifest the life that we want on the outside. So just to do a recap from last week, we talked about um, the damage that our surrounding does, not just what is in our DNA, but is in our circle, the nurturing that we receive. And I'm not speaking of how we grow up, like if we grew up in the projects or if we grew up in a rich home, I'm speaking of the treatment that we received in that home. Now, if you guys recall last week, I was telling you guys that my mom was a pretty impatient person. And so with her impatience and having a belt over me during learning, those things traumatized me. You know, they they left me when I grew up feeling like, feeling fear whenever I had to face a manager or things like that. And people, like I said, assumed that I was just leaving my job because I didn't want to work. No, it seemed what happened is once one thing went wrong, it was snowball over and over. And those things happened for me to learn how to face myself and to figure out what was going on. So when we don't examine ourselves, we will find ourselves in the same situation over and over again with different people. Tell me you haven't done that. If that has happened to you, it's because there is something in your life, some type of pain that you need to wake up from. I remember reading a book before that Yalin Fidzant wrote, I love her. And she wrote a book called Yesterday I Cried. And she said, yesterday I cried because my soul knew that I didn't know, that my soul knew everything I needed to know. Let me say that again. Yesterday I cried because my soul knew that I didn't know, that my soul knew everything I needed to know. That's Ayanla Vincent in the book, Yesterday I Cried, the poem at the very front of the book. And that is so true with us. If we don't find out what's going on with us, we will find ourselves in situations that forces us, or at least is attempting to force us to learn and grow. So that's why I'm talking about these things now, because we need to learn where the things in our lives come from so we can grow. Okay, so again, we talked about my mom. Let's go to my dad. My dad, year after year, because of being on drugs, although he's he was extremely patient and he wasn't spoiled at all being one of the oldest kids, he still made promises every year. Every year we received a promise that we would go to Disney World. And every year I was angry with myself up until the time I was about 14 and started to rebel. I was angry every year for believing. As I grew, I, as I became an adult, I became an adult 
who was afraid to believe because in the back of my mind, that belief was going to lead to disappointment. The lies that my parents unconsciously told affected me into my adult life, into my early 40s. I'm 47 years old and I would say over this last seven years, I have been going through a transition of realizing where my pain come from and forgiving that pain. But before we can give to forgiveness, we have to learn to understand. Because let me tell you what happens if we don't learn to understand. Without understanding, it is very hard to have forgiveness. How many times have we been wronged in our lives? What do we say? How could they do that to me? Isn't that what we say? Isn't that the phrase we use? Isn't that what we want to understand? How they could? Understanding them would give you that revelation. Understanding will keep you from repeating the mistake. And understanding will allow you to forget. It may not be what you would have done in that situation, but understanding where people are coming from in theirs is truly freeing. Let me tell you what I mean by that. 15 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, my cousin was dating this girl and she was getting high as a kite, y'all. High as a kite. And she told me, please don't tell him, please don't tell him. I'm out with them one night and we're all young, beautiful, thin, you know, and I won't say thin is beauty. Please don't take it that I mean that. But beauty by the world standards. We all have it. We're all different ethnicities, different ethnicities of black, different ethnicities of um, Latino. You know, we're Colombian. We're Polish. We're Jamaican. We're African. We're American. Just beautiful women hanging out together. At the end of the night, around 10 of us are at a party, after party, and we go back to the house, the lights are out, we have the strobe lights on, we're continuing the club inside. While inside, an eight ball of cocaine comes out. And I never understood what praying incessantly means until I was in that moment. I had the devil in my ear, just taste it. Y'all may not believe the devil is real, but I'm telling you, he is real. Because every time I stopped praying, the peer pressure was so hard, not only from them, but inside my head. Come on, just taste it. Just put a little bit on your tongue. It's not going to hurt. But I kept praying because I remembered my life with no lights, with the heat being off and being cold, never going to Disney World, never being able to fulfill those promises. See, I'm a mother now, and I have a daughter, and she's younger, and we're living in Oak Park, and I've put her in a good school, and my goal is to make sure that she gets home every day and is able to turn her lights on. She gets home every day and is able to feel heat. 
She gets home every day and able to feel cool air when it's cool outside. She gets home every day and there is food in the refrigerator. That was my goal. Because as a kid, being the oldest, I would take bread, spaghetti sauce, and the cheese that was in the refrigerator and tell my younger siblings we're having pizza today when really there was no food in the refrigerator. And we were waiting for my mother to get home to take us to get something to eat because she refused to keep buying food for my dad to feed his drug addict friends. And then we'd be left without. So we waited till she got home from work to go somewhere and eat. We ate out so much until we begged her for a home-cooked meal. And we started going over to my Uncle James' house because that brother could throw down. But that is what I went through as a kid. And going through those things not only helped me to be firm and to pray incessantly, pray so much until when they ran out, before they ran out, the only thing that was coming to my head was coming in the house with no lights. We never had a phone. I felt the cold. That's what God gave me, praying incessantly. But not only that, I learned to understand my dad and how hard it was for him in that moment. Because see, by him going through it, I didn't have to. He saved me. My life saved me. My circumstances saved me. My feeling like I didn't have an outlet is why I'm able to be on this podcast and talk to you now. That's what that gave me. That's what it gave me. It helped me to understand my father. It had me, helped me to look deeper. That he was raised in a house with his mother. But his father was in a different household with his wife and his children. My father is my grandfather's oldest child. He and my grandmother were together, but they separated and he married someone else. And my father didn't have that man over him. He had another man. My grandmother got remarried, but he didn't have his own father in the house with him. And that could have made a difference because for years before his mother was remarried, he saw a woman take care of the bills, do things. So he was of the conditioning that it was okay for my mother to do those things. Sometimes we turn out different. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't learn. That's how we keep on going through the same cycle over and over again. And it's up to us to break what hasn't been broken. We can't blame the generation before. All we can do is see their circumstances and learn to be better. The same thing with my mother. My mother was not a patient person, but there was a reason for her impatience. Who did she have to be learn to be patient with? She was the baby of 10 kids. She grew up on 30 acres of land. She had her own horses. She had every fruit tree you can imagine. When my mother went to work, it was because she wanted to buy something that her parents weren't getting her every day, but they fulfilled her needs. Her father was the greatest man she ever knew. He was the greatest man that I ever knew outside of what I read about Jesus Christ and Jehovah God in the Bible. Outside of that, my grandfather was the greatest man I have ever seen in humanity. He was an older gentleman and he would be in his Stetson hat every day when I got off the bus from Jensen Academy when they dropped me off in front of Mason Elementary. 
I went to Jason because Jensen, I'm sorry, because it was an academy and Mason wasn't meeting the academic goals where my parents wanted me to be. Similar with me moving out of Bellwood into Oak Park. In poorer communities where the kids aren't receiving the tools they need, they score lower. And then by scoring lower on the test, they receive less funding. So it's, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And they aren't really going to do better as the system knows because they don't have the books and the criteria to learn better. I'm sorry, I got lost in thought for a second because um, that's something else, but that's external environment. This week we're covering internal environment. We will talk more about that when we get to episode 10 and deal with the women. I'm definitely writing that down as something for us to to talk about because we have to come to an understanding, everybody, that most of us aren't in the situations we, we're in because we want to be. Sometimes it's all we've ever seen. And because it's all we've ever seen, it's all we ever see. But back to what I was saying about my parents and learning to understand where they came from. That understanding is what helps me to be able to forgive them. But like I said, not only to be able to forgive them, for me to be able to be different because I am them. And when you don't learn to understand them, you become them. It's, 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 it's like life's joke, you know, for teaching you about being judgmental. We cannot judge what we don't understand. And once we become that understanding and we recognize that we are our parents, we are the good, the bad, and the ugly of them, they are 23 chromosomes apiece of our DNA. And if we deny who we are, we will run into that very thing we are attempting to run away from. When I was a little girl, I used to have this dream. I was about four years old. And in my dream, the devil was chasing me around my kitchen table. He was chasing me around the table. I had this dream every night as a kid. When I became an adult and was going through some things where I could not stand my parents, I start having that dream again. One day in my dream, I stopped running and I turned around. And when we were face to face, he disappeared. I learned later, years later, after reflecting on that, that what that dream was telling me is that what I go through in life, I have to face it. Whether it's the demons that were transferred from my parents, from my surrounding, for what I take into my system, I have to face them in order to learn from them, in order to understand them, in order to be better than them. 
So I still carry my mother's impatience. I carry it as my strength now to help me to deal with situations with my husband. I learned to be patient with my daughter. Now I'm learning a whole different type of patience, y'all, because I'm dealing with this man. And he's a lot like my mother used to be before she grew, before she learned, before she stopped throwing tantrums. And now I know how to deal with him because I dealt with that growing up. I remember hearing before um, my dad and I, when I was, when before he moved to Texas and then moved back, as an adult, I would go over there after work. And on Sundays, we'd spend our Sundays together. This is after my daughter grew up and got married. And I would go over there every Sunday morning and we would watch the doubleheader football. And before the doubleheader, Joel Osteen would come on. And I didn't really watch him like that, but there was something he said that was really profound to me. And I have to say it now. He said, and I'll paraphrase, I may not get the words just right. That when we go through things, we think they're happening to us, but they are happening for us. They are preparing us for what's coming later on. Nothing prepared me for life more than what I went through in childhood. Everything I've gone through sustained me. When my father went to get off drugs and he was going through Narcotics Anonymous, I was at the meetings with him. And right now my husband says, I don't know, why are you so calm all the time? Because God, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's why I'm calm. Because if I can't do anything about it, then why am I going to sit here and worry about it? The things I can do something about, I get online and I do it. I need some money, y'all. So I'm looking for a job. I'm looking through every avenue that's legal and that will bring or reap great benefits for me. I'm doing those things. My dad gave me that. N.A. gave me that. The serenity prayer gave me that. My mom's strength, regardless of my dad getting on drugs, to be able to get up and leave and do better for her kids and give us a better life, as hard as that was. That gave me strength to make it. It gave me strength to keep fighting. My cousin, Lorenzo, used to tell me, Tanya, you're the comeback kid. I'm the comeback kid because my parents made me that way. Because I learned from their mistakes. Because they made them. I made them with my daughter. And I see how she is better in other ways with her kids. She took what I was good with and she built off of it. But she took my mistakes and she learned from them too. I was a single parent. I wasn't at home as much as I should have been. She's with her children. But at the same time, she's learning because she had them young. That is not that easy because parenthood doesn't come with a magic wand. That is what we do. We learn from each other, but we can only learn when we learn to understand. And through understanding, we learn to forgive. And if we do not forgive, if we continue to hate, if we continue to hold that thing that we hold, 
guess where we hold it? We hold it inside. And anything that is in us has no choice but to eventually come out. And that is how we become that very thing we hate. So let us learn to stop hating. Let us learn to forgive. But first, let us learn to understand. With that, I am going to leave you. I hope you guys sleep on that. Because only then will we succeed in life. And what I mean by success. I don't mean just getting a degree or even starting a business. I mean true happiness along with it. True success. Feeling complete in all we do. Feeling better every day than we were the day before. So with that, I leave you and I say good night and I wish you farewell for this evening. And as always, I want you to remember that every successful business started with our vision, it starts with our dedication, and it starts with our tenacity. And if we lack those things, our dreams are over the moment we wake up. Good night, everybody.